When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. This episode, we welcome back one of our most popular guests from the last 12 months, Mr. Dane Baptiste, to look back over the year and tell us the worst people and things from 2020 he could be stuck on an island with. And he does a very good job indeed. I hope you've had a great Christmas, despite the various restrictions. But if you've had a crap one and you'd like to use this platform as somewhere to vent your spleen, then you can. Each week we do a spin-off podcast called Compact Dicks, where you can tell us all about the people and things that you'd hate to be stuck on an island with. Just go to dickspod.com contact or find us at dickspod on Instagram and Twitter to tell us about your dicks. And we could be sharing your dicks with the world in 2021. And if you're a fan of this podcast, then please do subscribe. And that way you will never miss an episode of either Desert Island Dicks or Compact Dicks. And if you could also leave us a review and a rating, that would be bloody lovely. That's about it from me for now. I wish you all a very happy new year and hope that 2021 is mostly free from dicks for you. And most of all, a very heartfelt thank you to everyone who's listened in the last year, because we really do appreciate it. Now, that's probably enough from me. Here's the Desert Island Dicks end of 2020 special with Dame Baptiste. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to the Desert Island Dicks End of Year Special, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things from 2020 imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest and here to share their roundup of 2020 Desert Island Dicks, I'm delighted to welcome back comedian Dane Baptiste. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I mean, you think I would have made it, but I've learned nothing from my lessons previously being on the desert island and uh, <laughs> got wild again. This will happen, Dan. Basically, lockdown ended. I was back out there, international wars, celebrating. Back out, freedom. Obviously, took things too far. Now I'm back on the desert island with you. Just don't learn. But happy to be here. <laughs> well, we're happy to have you. Yeah, I, th- I suppose, like, yeah, the desert island and the lockdown are fairly similar. Um, I mean, albeit, hopefully, the sort of COVID lockdowns, you get to choose your environment and make yourself a bit more comfortable. But, um, you know, maybe you'll be slightly more prepared for it this time around. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'm I'm prepared to be a lot more ruthless as well. I, I know what the terrain is like on a desert island. And so I'm, I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to survive. Good. Now, obviously, 2020, I'm not the first person to point out it's been a shit year. So uh, was it easy to compile your list today or has, has it made it harder given the shitness of 2020? I think it's made it, uh, so far as a mindset, it's been very easy mm. to find the shitty things. With 2020, my cup runneth over. To be able to shortlist that has been the difficulty, really. Yeah, yeah. But it's picking one thing, I guess, is the harder part. But stuff keeps coming. Stuff comes up all the time. Mm. Yeah, as you say, your cup runneth over. We're spoilt for choice at the minute. Okay, well, let's get straight into it and uh, find out who's going to be the first person joining you on the island today. First person that joins me on the island is the head of the Home Office, Preeti Patel. Mm. Yeah, she's had a good year for being a dick. She has had a good year. I mean, when your whole ideological outlook is based on a time paradox, like, you're way ahead of it. Like, first of all, she's like, if it was up to me, my dad couldn't even immigrate me here. And when I have this job, I'm going to make sure it doesn't happen. But if your dad wasn't here, you would have never had the job pretty. Do you not understand how that works? It's like, if you go back in time and fuck him, you also won't be born. And I'm not sure if I can put incest past Preeti. I mean, maybe if it was non-consensual and she was ruining a family member's life, then I could see it. And then she's on the news and she was like, this Christmas, I'm setting an example by not seeing my family as if they're going to be like, oh, no, guys, Preeti's not coming. Oh, man. I was so looking forward to her apathetic plans for crimes against humanity in 2021 while we served the food. Oh, man. I guess we'll just have to see her on a Zoom call as she ruins people's lives and gets gorgeous off of children's souls. I don't think anyone was saying that. So I just think 
given that she's already laid out plans to create Hell Island, made up of asylum seekers mm. and refugees and economic migrants alike, I feel like her having her own desert island is going to take a week before one day I'm walking through the jungle on a desert island and I fall into a poorly hidden bed of leaves and there's a missile silo under the island, Dan. And I'm like, how, Pri? How did you make this happen? And she's like, uh, I just bored of dolphins. So what does that mean? I'm going to kill them. Because you know why? They're too transient. They can't just keep showing up on different coral reefs and various tropical shores. They need to understand how boundaries work. So I'm killing them to send a message. And, that's, and, I, yeah. think, and I don't put it past her. No, not at all. If she's kind of like, well, we've been able to synthesize a cure for cancer using some of the, the herbs and the coconut water on this island. However, we're not going to give it to people for free because this is not what Tories do, Dane. And I'm like, we're not even in the UK anymore. She's like, listen, you can take the demon out of the girl, but you can't take the girl out of the demon. And I haven't got time to do a tropical exorcism, Dan. <laughs> yeah, she does sort of have that vibe of like, just anything that looks like it's having a happy time being free must be punished. So and like the fact that dolphins look a bit like they're smiling would definitely smiling, kind of... Yeah. The only way, Dan, yeah. we're going to get out of this is if I'm like, no, Pri, don't do it. Why, Dane? Why should I not kill these dolphins? You know, there's been incidences of dolphins raping. And she'd be like, oh, fine. <laughs> Continue the research. That's, and that's the way I'm going to save their lives because I am, I am 100% sure that if Hitler was alive today, hmm. like you would pick up a copy of the Metro and he'd be walking out the ivy and like hiding his face in paparazzi. And guess who'd be behind him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, with Pretty Patel as well, you get the feeling that like, if there was a rescue ship came by and sort of sent out a dinghy to your island, she'd just try and send them back again. Be like, no, wait, you're undocumented. Show me your papers. And they're like, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just a guy who works on a cruise ship. We can pick you up. Do you need a lift? Definitely sure. I think I'll go you one better. What would happen is she would, they would show up and be like, we're the rescue team. And she'd go, oh, you came to rescue everyone. Let's just celebrate with a drinking of this coconut water, which is obviously laced with poison. And they'd be like, but yeah. why? We came to rescue you. And she'd be like, I don't know. I've developed a taste for human flesh. And there you are. Mm. So then there'd just be all this cured human meat hanging out from her side of the island. And basically, mm. any other visitors, we just basically go, if you don't behave, we send you to the Preeti Patel Peninsula. And that's just another corner of the island where it's like, no one really comes back from there. Who knows? <laughs> so it'd be a, it'd be like the, uh, I suppose that underground bunker in Lost. You don't. No one comes back. Yeah, yeah. I think if she can have that bit of power, I definitely could see her, like you know, maybe doing stuff like going in the water, pretending to drown, attracting more, you know, people trying to save her life, and then before you know it, it's an island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> Human beings yeah, being sewn yeah. together with animals, various different animal to human skin grafts like organ harvesting for days. Next thing you know, international pirates and tyrannical despots are showing up on one side of the island. And I'm like, what's going on here? Is there an arms market going on here? And she's like, well, we, money has to be made. That's how we do it in a tropical Tory party, which is like the Tory, it's like, you know, if fever's bad, but a tropical fever is worse. It's like the tropical Tory yeah. party is like even worse. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of them don't look like they'd fare well in the sun. So I imagine just on that alone, they'd be extra grumpy and malicious. So um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I can absolutely see her starting like an arms fair on the other side of the island. I mean, it's that kind of, and then having to do like a very, a very weak apology. Like, well, I'm sorry that you feel I shouldn't have started an arms fair. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm sorry if tetanus makes your arm itch, indigenous people of this island. But that's what happens when you work in the arms trade. Now, on that subject, would anybody else like to buy some sharpened bamboo with different feces on it? Got some dolphin feces now. <laughs> Where'd it come from? <laughs> I wouldn't ask if I were you. <laughs> and then she becomes oh, largely responsible for the GDP of the, of the island now because she's doors on the arms trading. So now she gets to like mm. be a part of... Next thing you know, she's the home officer. I mean, it couldn't go... It couldn't be any worse. Like... I am pretty sure that if the devil has an iPhone, he's got news from Pretty Patel on there. And I'm not sure if you need that energy on the island. Then again, who knows? If people come to attack the island or the island's ever threatened, then, you know, let's say there's an earthquake. You take her face, you put it underwater so the fault lines can see what they're dealing with. Earthquake stops. <laughs> let's say a hurricane's on the way. You take her face, stick it in the wind. That hurricane doesn't want any of that trouble. Bypasses the island. So yeah. she becomes effectively a uh, psychological and uh, biological contingent for warfare. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, she's really got a, a lot going on there. I mean, I think it's an excellent first choice for the island. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see who the next choices are just to see if it's going to water it down or, or exacerbate it and make, make the situation worse. So who's who's going to be joining her and you on the island? Joining us on the island will be Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm, interesting. Okay. Now, I don't dislike Gwyneth Paltrow. I have no problem with Gwyneth mm. Paltrow, but I am aware that Gwyneth Paltrow has made a scented candle based on her vagina. Now, mm. the thing is, I imagine that there was a very long logistical change of sycophants and yes men, which when she was like, you want me to make a candle for my pussy? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, God, yeah, everyone's doing it, Gwyneth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she made these goop candles. And like I said, I'm sure that's fine. I just feel like time and place for everything. Like, for example, Dan, if I go into a supermarket, I like the smell of cookies. Whereas if I go to a strip club, I like the smell of stripper perfume. But never the twain shall meet. If I go into a supermarket and I can smell stripper perfume, I'm like, I'm not sure if it's the right place to make my purchases of snacks. Vice versa, if I go to a strip club whereby someone's making cookies, I'm like, very obviously this establishment is not providing enough care that is allowing for the employees to look after their kids and they are being forced to subsidise their income by making cookies. And I'll buy said cookies, Dan, but at the same time, I'll be like, maybe you should protect your workers more often, Spearmint Rhino. And they wouldn't have to be selling these cookies like this. I feel like Gwyneth needs to know that if people are sitting and having a, I don't know, like a reading club, and everyone's like, oh, someone mm. like a candle. And they were like, I kind of recognise that smell, but not exactly. And then mm. Chris walks in and goes, well, I know that smell. That's going to make for a bad book club. And I feel like <laughs> what I don't want to happen on the island is for Gwyneth to continue this trend of making various scents and also, I guess, trinkets and other uh, accessories that are based on her body parts. I don't like want to be yeah. like, oh man, something in my teeth. Use this floss. Where's it from, Gwyneth? My armpit hair. Gwyneth! No! She's like, it's the most natural type of floss they could find. I'm like, it better be from your, your armpits. And she's like, yeah, I'm not an animal. It's not going to be like from my vagina. If I did that, what else would our guitars be made from? I'm like, are you fucking serious, Gwyneth? <laughs> I'm trying to marine morale. That's why I use the pubes from my vagina for the guitars. Like, first of all, these are ukuleles at best, Gwyneth, and I told you no. So I just feel like she's a little bit too overzealous with using her body parts to make stuff. Like, I don't want, I don't want someone to like bring me a plate of food and be like, now for some garnish. Do you just fart on my food, Gwyneth? Oh, Dane, Heston Blumenthal can use a blowtorch, but if I blow for my butt, which is orange, by the way, because I'm ginger, you have a problem. Then we have a tense argument. And then next thing you know, she goes in her room. She's like, I don't want to argue with you right now, Dane. I want peace. So then I'm in my own tree being like, so how come I can smell vagina everywhere coming from a treehouse, Gwyneth? And lit some candles to be zen. Sounds like you're being passive aggressive. Now half the island smells like vagina. The other half smells like bamboo and dolphin feces. How did it go so wrong so quickly, ladies? Oh man, yeah. What a, I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that when you said Gwyneth Paltrow. But I mean, the the world you're creating is is terrifying. I, I think with Gwyneth Paltrow and and her website Goop, it's almost like there's this weird sort of one-upmanship. It's like you know when you see a posh magazine and you see sort of like the latest trends, and it's just insane clothes for people who can spend four grand on a t-shirt and that sort of thing. And at the back of mind, you're always thinking like. If I was Versace, would I just, you know, am I just calling their bluff, being like, let's see what mad shit I can make them buy next? That's got to be it. It's got to be it. It's like, it's like what will happen is like Balenciaga will basically get like a Happy Meal box and mm. they'll put rhinestones on it and they'll put it in like a PVC bag and be like, ah, oh, it's amazing. And they'll charge £400 for it. And I really feel like they like, some of it has to be like, no one would buy this. It's ridiculous. Like, it'd be too stupid. Yeah. It's like you underestimate how stupid people are. I saw a Balenciaga shirt and it was like, it was a normal shirt, just like a normal man's shirt, but it had a T-shirt sewed to the front of it, which you didn't wear. So it was like you wearing a, a shirt with a T-shirt just stuck on the front as if it had just sort of got stuck in the laundry or something. And I feel like goop, it's that next thing. It's like, right, what can we shove up ourselves next? Or what can we tell women that they should do to their vaginas next? Or like, do you think they're going to do that? It sounds pretty fucking mad. It's like, well, I'm a doctor. And no one points out that they're always like a doctor of, I don't know, linguistics or something or like language, nothing to do with like vaginal health. But they're like, yeah, yeah, stick them right up there. It's fine. Yeah, trust me. All I'm saying is, Dan, you really think Gwyneth Paltrow wants this to go as far as she wants to take it? It's a nice little prank, Gwyneth. I get it. You're trolling the cosmetic industry. But how far do you want to go? Because all that's going to happen, Dan, is that when it starts to get popular, 
Then I got to watch a march down the street. And I'm like, what's this protest in aid of? We're tired of the mistreatment of workers who make and cultivate pussy wax for candles. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What the hell did you just say at my window? <laughs> did you just say pussy wax? You know, like they put in pussy scented candles. I'm like, please, I'm, I'm speechless. But this, I think that's how far it can go. Because if it turns out that it's very, very beneficial or, you know, lucrative to have vagina based candles, where does it stop? I mean, Dan, we've all had ideas. Mm. I have always theorized that, you know, celebrity breast milk would be more lucrative than selling champagne. If Beyonce <laughs> had her own brand of breast milk, I reckon I could sell outsell LucasAid with that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I reckon you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good idea. Like if Kim Kardashian had her own brand of breast milk, I reckon that would sell just as well as any kind of Echo Falls wine to the same demographic. Mm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, at first I found it a bit weird, but then I just thought, you know, like, got a bit of Kim inside me, you know. There you go, exactly. Like, if you're like, what the hell happened in here? You cheated on me. Did I cheat on you? I didn't know what's happening. I'd ate, I hadn't eaten much, and I drank about half a bottle of Kim juice. We all make mistakes. Yeah. Something's happening in my home. Nothing's happening, honey. I wouldn't cheat on you. You wouldn't cheat on me? Why does the living room smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's pussy then? Explain that. Like, who, you don't want to have those conversations later on in life. Yeah. So it's weird. So right at the minute, you've got you in the middle. You've got one half of the island being sort of turned into some kind of right-wing arms factory that's slaughtering all the mammals, you know, around the island. And the other half is this sort of den of sort of faux new age spiritualism and, and, and skincare, which you're just going to want to stay away from because, you know, God knows if you'll be like the next kind of human um, experiment. Like, Dane, let me just try this stuff on you. You know, so it's really good for your skin and like God knows what she's putting on there. Like, Precisely. So you've got this little sort of patch in the middle where you're just trying to stay out of it. Um, but I mean, it's going to be, I mean, what with the explosions from one side and then probably, I don't know, God knows what other chemical spills from the other side. Okay, well, who's going to be the third person to try and um, mix it up further? It could only be the uh, Prime Minister himself, Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Or as he's called in the black community, Boris Ninja Man Johnson, because of the many, many children he has, who, despite the fact that he's overseeing a track and trace system, cannot track and trace his own children. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. It's it's so weird, isn't it? I was thinking about that this morning, of like, we have a Prime Minister who won't admit how many children he had. So it's just just amazing. I mean, if I was, if in university... Like, at my lowest ebb, if someone came and told me, listen, Dane, one day you're going to have a prime minister who has allegedly sniffed loads of coke, he's got loads of baby mothers that he never sees, maybe implemented in domestic violence, and, you know, may have actually been involved in international fraud, I'd be like, are you serious? What do you need to go to? Luton Polytechnic? I guess there's hope for everyone. And they were like, no, he went to the Bullingdon Club. I'd be like, no effing way. Like, if you would describe, if I went to William Hill, I used to work at William Hill, if I went to William Hill and I was like, by 2020, the president would have sniffed coke and have about three baby mothers, they'd be like, sir, you need to leave. Like, I'd have got loads of money now. Loads of money. Yeah. And then they were like, this is ridiculous. And what about the American president? I oh, don't worry about him. He's going to have a toupee and have sex with porn stars. They'd be like, sir, if you're going to keep making these kind of bets, like, what have you been <laughs> sniffing, Dane? Paltrow vagina? Get your shit together. <laughs> Yeah, it's, there was like this tiny window where he was trying to get elected, where he actually started doing his hair a bit. I mean, it was still like if he was someone you knew in real life, you'd still tell him to brush his hair. But considering what his hair normally looked like, he kind of started pulling it together a bit. So he's like, I'm responsible. Look, I can brush my hair. And now it's just gone so far out the window again. And you see him negotiating with these people from the EU who just look like sort of look like what you expect politicians to look like. Yeah. And it's just like... Who sent this fucking guy? It looks like he's been kicked down the stairs. He's like a scarecrow or something in a suit. And like we've sent him off to be like our top guy. It's just like, I mean, I know like Churchill was a bit of a mess sometimes, you know, and a bit sort of loose around the edges. But like someone can brush your fucking hair, mate. Come on. Listen, I, I, I'm not saying I'm a massive fan of Churchill. And, you know, again, rough around the edges. But we were in the midst of one of the greatest conflicts in human history. So you've got an excuse for being a bit dishevelled, right? Yeah. If you're kind of like, oh, sorry, my tie's a bit loose, only because I'm just trying to save the entirety of my population from constant bombing. Mm. Like, that's a good reason. Whereas if you are the prime minister and you show up like it's the first day of work experience, I feel like that doesn't fill people with confidence, you know, 
in the same way that if you saw a pilot and the pilot came on the um, came onto the um the loudspeaker and was like uh ladies and gentlemen oh before i begin my fuck oh, i cannot fucking see somebody get me a coke i'm fucking done oh mate can i have a fucking red bull anyway we'll be flying at an altitude of ten thousand feet you'll be like get me off this fucking plane can i see the guy yeah. in the cockpit and then he comes out and you're like are there blood stains on your shirt and he's like that shit can happen when you're shaving and you're like but you've shaved and he meant my nipple ring obviously you'd be like i don't want him to fly the plane. <laughs> and that's i feel like like boris johnson is basically like if you were to read his CV or listen to somebody read his personal statement alongside the personal statement of various people that have worked in Magaluf uh, as Magaluf holiday reps, you wouldn't be able to tell mm. a difference. How many kids you got? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Ever done any cocaine? Well, I dabbled a little bit. I had a few lines on holiday and all that stuff. In the day it happens. And what about your hair, mate? I was fucking done. I was put, got what, put what I could together and then came to work. That's how holiday reps talk. Not how... Pra- like, <laughs> if... I told you that if you if you went to an oncologist, Dan, and you were like, doctor, I found a lump on my testicle, what do you think it is? And he was like, uh, and then jumped in the fridge where they keep the syringes. You'd be like, can I have a new fucking GP, please? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is dealing with a global pandemic and he hid in the fridge. And it's yeah. not just that he hid in the fridge. Remember, Dan, as we were told as kids, you can die by hiding in the fridge. You will suffocate because of the mm. CFCs. Like... There's enough episodes of Grain Chill and Home and Away. Like every single young adult soap opera and sitcom had that one episode when they're playing in the junkyard and one kid hides mm. in the fridge and everyone's like, oh shit, where's Timothy? Like there's about 20 episodes of Casualty where kids were playing in the junkyard and somebody hid in the fridge and almost didn't mm. make it. And he has yeah. clearly not seen one of these episodes still had in the fridge. Like even if you went to a public school even if you didn't go to school you know not to hide in the fridge <laughs> and i think that's why yeah. he has to be on this island because i'm really trying to create a true dystopia and it wouldn't be a real dystopia and a real nightmare if there wasn't somebody on the island where i was like all right everybody now somehow i've taken some magnesium and some lithium and i've taken the batteries from the wreckage and i've been able to make a makeshift lighthouse all we need is di- where the fuck has the salt water gone I was going to use for the battery? Boris? Oh, I'm sorry, old boy. I was rather thirsty, and but I was also quite peckish at the same time, and I couldn't come across any tortillas for some natural, so I said to myself, maybe if I had the water, the salinity of the salt and the water would help me to be both refreshed and as well as have my, uh, my hunger satiated at the same time. I'm like, you're not supposed to fucking drink salt water, Boris. Why the fuck would you do that? No, no, don't hide in the coconut cooler. Don't hide in the coconut cooler, Boris! So I just feel like, you know, just looking at the handling of a crisis of the scale of a pandemic, when he said, mm. everyone stay at home, but, but go to work. But when you go to work, only talk to friends you work with. But also in groups of six, unless that six includes twins, in which case I don't know one of them, my family life, who, and, but stay home, but go to work. Please be safe take a risk every now and again but uh and then everyone's like all right we should stay home yes it's imperative you stay home but your friend didn't stay home oh yeah but uh he uh and then back into a fridge like yeah no one could handle this worse if they tried like yeah at the beginning when he was kind of like ah guys it's it's so okay it's so okay to this is not a big deal it's I'm, i'm gonna shake hands just so you know and then he was like oh I believe I've become rather sick. This is perfect, like because you know, at some point, both the pre the the, the aforementioned parties of Patel and Paltrow mm. will be like, we need to get off this island, okay? Let's give it a go because we both have sound business models that can wreak havoc and harmony across the world, respectively, and we're all there on the ship. I'm like, no, what we need to do now, guys, is use this coconut lamp to what the fuck is the coconut milk for this? Boris, are you serious? No, frankly, sorry, oh boy. What had happened is I, so I'd been led by the vaginal sense of Gwyneth and again, I'd become very thirsty. And I remembered, as you said, that salt water is not great for me. It's like (laughs) coconut water and I found myself gorging on it. And, you know, it actually turns out that the combination of this descent of vagina and coconut water actually is somewhat (laughs) of an aphrodisiac. And, you know, I chanced upon a dolphin who was obviously rather sexually aroused as well. And I felt like it was an international water. I'm like, how, how how have you gone this far, Boris? And I think at some point, (laughs) I would have to speak to Preeti in private and be like, Preeti, listen, first of all, 
love what you're doing. Hail Satan. Now, <laughs> somehow, Boris has maintained his position of power despite the fact that I would not trust this guy to open a tin of beans without causing an incident. And he's still alive. There has to be a secret to his mortality. Is it magic? Is it genetic predisposition? Is there mm. a deal with Satan that he made maybe during Freshers' Week when you and Satan first had sex, Preeti? I need to find out everything you know. Here is a bamboo stick with my own shield in it for you to use at your arms fair. Because <laughs> I just think, yeah, you can't do... Yeah. Like, even if you are a racist conservative and you mm. believe that you are genetically predisposed to be superior to everybody else and that the taste of having sex with a relative is more important than the quality around the world. Even if that's what you believe, fine. But Boris Johnson can't be the best of you. Like, there are, like, I'm sure I've met equally rich, equally capitalist-focused, ex excessive, indulgent, corporate capitalists before. I'm sure I have. But even they must know that Boris Johnson doesn't know what the hell he is doing. Like, hmm. I mean, for our yeah. country, considering it's... every other... And then he's like, uh, and I also feel like because of his hand in the Brexit, that's how we can guarantee that, like, you know, we may not get off this island. Because he'll be like, I saw a rescue boat. And I'd be like, so why didn't you get them to rescue us? And he was like, well, you see, oh boy, it's, it's quite it's too split. What happened was, is that I said, I feel like if they don't provide us with access to all of their resources, their boy, give us sovereignty over their country, then we will not allow them to enter our country, this island, and therefore begin a rescue mission. And I'd be like, but... Boris, we need to get off the fucking island. Yeah, I know, old boy, but they don't want to come here. And then by them entering our borders, I feel like we should charge them a heavy uh, import duty to in order for them to remove said products. Products, do you fucking mean us, Boris? No, <laughs> don't go into the coconut cooler. Don't go into the coconut cooler. Fuck! <laughs> and that's just pretty much going to be my uh, day of diplomacy with this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's exactly what will happen. I mean, uh, also... You know, most boats that come to rescue you are likely to be fishing boats, and him and the fisher fishermen don't have a great relationship, you know, so he'll probably have fucked that avenue of escape. The other thing is, I think, like, as you're saying about him sort of trying to... His his sort of way of, of, of dealing with getting off the island is basically his idea of dealing with any crisis is to say, oh, come on, we got through World War II, we'll be okay, come on, blitz spirit and all that, and you go... Yeah, but most people would prefer not to have been in the fucking blitz in the first place, especially if it was by their own making, which is sort of what you've done. So why don't you actually come up with some solutions rather than just going, oh, years and years and years ago, the British got through some shit times. We're the same. That, that's his fine. That's his whole philosophy. And I think that'd be a problem when he's just like, because his whole thing is kind of like, hey, nobody died. Yes, they did. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no one I know died. No one, I, no one I know died is what I mean there. And so, yeah. you know, it's, that should be okay. And, and I, I feel like, yeah, that's the problem is that he um, always looks at these extremes from which he enjoys a complete distance from to justify what he's doing. And like I said, he'll be like, well, you know, I mean, piranhas will eat limbs every now and again. Because like, say Gwyneth's come back, to the, come back to the island and she's got a toe missing due to a piranha-based mishap. And he's like, you know, piranhas eat people all the time and I'm, I'm sure there's various limbs in the sea. So maybe you've lost a toe, Gwyneth, but in some other way, maybe a toe will wash up on shore and you can have a whole new toe. Who knows? It's, you know, it's it's the, uh, you know, it's, it's it's a lottery in that respect. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Boris? And I can definitely see him kind of being like, it, it's not that bad. You know, I mean, piranhas eat limbs sometimes. And I feel like perhaps if we allow the piranhas to eat it until they gorge themselves, perhaps then we create a state of piranha-based obesity, and then we could in turn eat them, and uh, then we are able to provide food for ourselves as opposed to fishing. Or if we, maybe if we, we bait the waters with our bodies and fish, piranhas <laughs> arrive, this will save the fishing interest within the island itself. It's like, have you been fishing here once, Boris? Uh, and that's no, but I've, you know, I'm planning to speak to various parties regarding the experience, and so, uh, you know, People have starved before. We're not exactly starving at this particular point. No, we're not starving because Preeti is selling human flesh. Oh, is that what that was? I, you know, I feel like if it's if it's a, or if it's foreign meat, I don't know if it can be counted as the same. Is it cannibalism? You know, Preeti has several times alluded to the fact that she considers immigrants and asylum seekers to be subhuman, and therefore I believe by eating their flesh, it's not exactly cannibalism if the person who has made such flesh does not consider these people to be human. And so I'm just like, Boris, seriously. 
we have never given this <laughs> Alan Darby, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I think your only way off would be to use him as some kind of raft, and that's about it. I think Preeti is, I imagine, is cutthroat enough that she'd relish the chance to sort of dispose of her her leader so that she could rise through the ranks so but as soon as she's done that you're not coming with her she's just out of there riding off in on boris as a raft into the sunset and and you're stuck with gwyneth and her candles so yeah i don't i think any way you cut it it's going to be a a tricky scenario so uh yeah a well-chosen trio of dicks there dane very good very good now mercifully amongst the wreckage of the plane there was some food and drink left over unfortunately for you it's your least favorite food and drink from 2020 what are they and why are they so bad okay oh let's see what we got here (sighs) okay this is uh it's kind of like internet macaroni cheese recipes <laughs> so this is like lobster mac and cheese mm. and i'm just like ugh, it's very hard to imagine that in a time of global starvation and starving children that people are putting lobster in macaroni and cheese and as someone yeah. who's lactose intolerant that's right people was like dean why do you have that face oh it's a face that grew up without ice cream so that's why <laughs> and yeah macaroni and cheese is as lactose filled as it gets and I just think we're living in a time where our government is deciding whether or not to feed uh, impoverished children. You can't just have, be having lobster on a Tuesday. It's not okay, Dan. It's not okay. <laughs> it's too rich. And you know, I'm all for the, I'm all for body positivity. But you can't be eating lobster tail and mac and cheese on a Tuesday and then be like, people stigmatize me because of my size. You're, this is not this is not Tuesday food. Yeah, fair enough. I think there's a weird thing with like mac and cheese. It's sort of like this cult-like following. And it's like, I've never really understood it. I'm like, this is just sort of shit pasta, isn't it? It's like, not like, I'm not saying it has to be like artisanal Italian, amazing pasta every time. But like, this is kind of like the bottom rung of pasta. And people are like, oh, no, but it's so good. And then it sort of goes the other way. You've got these like weird movements in food. One is like going, oh, yeah, let's make everything dirty. And they have a, like a burger with four patties and some bacon and, and macaroni and cheese in it. Yeah, and that's, the other that's, that's what like... I mean. Like macaroni and cheese, you know better than this. You know if you are a side dish to something, whoever's eating this has gone way too far. If the there is like a whole family dinner or it's Christmas time, macaroni and cheese is quite a luxury. Outside the Caribbean community, like macaroni and cheese is, a, is like a very... Macaroni and cheese is like kind of like the equivalent of like peri-peri chips or like, mm. I guess macho peas like it's like a premium side dish mm. but it nonetheless it's still supposed to be enjoyed as st- when you start adding truffle oil and crab meat to it like you said we are i mean it's it's the, one of the best examples of the polishing of a turd and i shouldn't say it's a turd but i am lactose intolerant and a massively so i'm intolerant but mm. i just think it's just going way too far because i can eat the, if i eat this at lunchtime I'm not waking up again until 7pm on a hospital bed with a ventilator because it's just too rich. Yeah. And also, if someone said, oh, I've got this dish for like mac and cheese with lobster, wouldn't you rather just say, can I have some nice lobster pasta instead? Do you know what I mean? Like, can you, like, if you're going to spend that much on elevating the dish by putting lobster in it, just like make a proper nice pasta dish. Don't just like, it's like going, you know, like I've got these, these truffles, but I'm going to, put them on the super noodles you know look, i like super noodles not sure about truffles but like you could probably find a better use for both those things some words when they come together it is an abomination rice delicious cake mm. delicious rice cake that's the subversive way of oppressing women <laughs> liquor Mm-mm. ice can't beat it licorice are we still at war <laughs> popcorn wonderful chicken wonderful popcorn chicken Someone call health services. That's not okay. We don't even know what nuggets are. Now you want to eat chicken in a form of popcorn? Why wasn't chicken enough for you people? Why was that not enough? Mm. And why did it have to be that snack? Why don't you get chicken crisps or chicken squares? Or, you know, you know why you don't have those? Because they already exist. It's called fries. Okay? Mm. There was no need for popcorn chicken. What, are you hungry or peckish? It's one of the two. If you're hungry, have some chicken. If you're peckish or at the movies, have some popcorn. Having popcorn chicken means you are eating a meal that is way over the curriculum for your stomach. Yeah. No, yeah, okay. And, and popcorn chicken was shortlisted, but I'm going mm. with lobster mac and cheese because it is too rich. And it's one of these it's one of those things you see on Instagram where people are just always peeling out. And it's like, this is the mac- macaroni with four types of cheese. And I feel like lobster, lobster should not be as frequented as mac and cheese. Like you can get all yeah. the cheese and macaroni relatively easily in society. 
Lobster, not so much. So those shouldn't even be appearing that often in the same thing. It's like when I went to a hotel in Dubai once and there was just a bucket of Alaskan snow crab. And I'm like, don't fishermen die getting this stuff? And they were like, yeah, whatever. Just put it next to the burgers and shut up. And I'm like, mm, I need to start being more about sustainability. So I don't doubt that it's not delicious. I just feel like, you know, when we live in a country where obesity is a real issue. Because like, I remember there was a time when, you know, being able to have fish every day or on the weekend, just on the weekends was a luxury. Up north, like, mm. you get, like, chips and scraps or chips and bits, depending on where you are up north. But now anyone can get fish anytime because now we farm fish, including lobster. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's okay, especially because, you know, lobsters make that sound when you put them in a pot. Yeah. And people are like, ah, oh, don't mm. worry. They're not screaming. It's just air coming out of their bodies. I'm like, that's exactly what screaming is. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what screaming is. It's your body producing longitudinal waves that create a sound. That's what screaming is. They're like, oh, yeah, shut up, Dane. Have some mac and cheese. So... <laughs> that's my issue with yeah. lobster mac and cheese yeah on an island it's not what you want like the mac and cheese is going to get all congealed the lobster i mean lobster's probably all right on an island but it's probably quite easy to get food poisoning off shellfish isn't it as well god knows what pretty's been up to with her genetically modified fucking experiments on the side yeah if you yeah. think that she's not making people watch lobsters be tortured into in the form of mac and by being drowned in mac and cheese i'm sure she does it i'm sure she does it i'm sure yeah. she tries pay-per-view for it Big old Russian oligarchs show up at the side of the island and she's like, who's hungry? Bloop, bloop, bloop. And then drops all of these lobsters into, uh, yeah, into all these hot vats of like four different types of cheese, including ricotta, which is way too rich for a macaroni and cheese. But Preen's lost her fucking mind, Daniel. And I don't control, control <laughs> that side of the island. So, yeah, I think it's a, a very good choice. It is. And uh, what are you going to attempt to wash that down with? What's your drink choice? Oh, the... Drink which I would despise washing down, I believe, would be. I've noticed there's a. I don't know who manufactured it, but there's a smoothie, and uh, it's blue. Oh yeah, is it innocent? I think, I think it might be, be innocent, mm. and it's like yeah. yeah, nothing innocent is fucking blue. Yeah, it's like the the on the um on the advert, it's like you know because their advertising is all just sort of like really sort of to the point and they've gone we've made a smoothie and it's blue i'm like it shouldn't be blue what the fuck a bluesy is not okay dan a blue <laughs> the last time i saw a blue drink being enjoying and refreshing it was long long ago in a galaxy far far away in a great spin-off series called the mandalorian and even then yeah. i'd be like i've seen where that blue milk comes from because i also watched the rise of skywalker when luke skywalker's like milking these uh i guess they're like dinosaur cows mm. and Dinosaurs are extinct, and so where else can blue milk be coming from? Also, why would milk be blue in the first place? Like blood is like lobsters are blue because of the circulation of their blood. That's why it's not oxidized. Mm. So I don't know what they're drinking. Like there's no fruit that's blue. Even blueberries are kind of purple mm. more than anything. Yeah, so I'm just like, what fruit could possibly be in this to give it this kind of color? And I feel like given that you know the idea about drinking a smoothie is that it's healthy. I'm just very cynical, and I'm also cynical of anyone that refers to themselves as innocent, especially when their bottles are plastic innocent company. Yeah, yeah, I think they're owned by Coca-Cola now, aren't they, as well? There you go. (laughs) There you go. Good old Coca-Cola. This one comes with a little bobble hat on it. Look how fun we are. And if you don't like it, well, then you don't enjoy Father Christmas, because that red one belongs to us, too. And that's from the CEO of Coca-Cola. But yeah, innocent, I just yeah. feel like I feel like you are actually very, very guilty of contributing to the decay of children's teeth. And uh, they taste nice, but yeah. I think any drink you may have a sip of, and then like about three minutes later, you can start chewing your teeth because there's like bits of sugar in there. Not good mm. for you. And I just think, you know, yeah. for a smoothie, like any smoothie that makes my eye twitch, it's not good for you. Yeah, because they do that thing of going, if you look on the back, it say, I contain three grapes, five satsumas, and they kind of tell you, but it's like, and a fucking load of sugar, which they sort of manage to innocently forget off the bloody exactly. label. Exactly, and, that, and that's always weird when they pretend that the bottle's sentient, and it's like, I contain this many things, and it's like, I also contain sugar. Shut the fuck up, sugar! You shut the fuck up! <laughs> We're talking about us, okay? We want to know what the fuck cornstarch meant, we'd ask you. Fucking pe- shut the fuck up. I also contain yeah. vitamin D and some spirulina and some omega 3. Also contain me. Shut your fucking fat face up, you fucking fat cunt. <laughs> That's how it treats sugar. And I find it very scary when things talk about what yeah. they contain. It's all this weird kind of like, I suppose, like this anthropomorphization of like things like, 
if it can talk back to you, it's nice and healthy, like in a Disney film. Yeah. Like, you know, if yeah. the birds and the and the birds and the rabbits are still singing, then you get to forget that they have their own lives and their own sexual maturity at some point in their lives, and they just want to be like babies with you forever. It's not like hamsters don't eat their own fucking young. Mm. La 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 la. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think I feel like with the blue one, they made all these new smoothies, and then they thought if we do it blue, loads of kids are gonna bite. You know, when you're like little and you're just attracted to the most weird. Of course, because like, it makes your yeah, tongue blue as well. And if your tongue's blue, then you're different to everybody else, like a kid, and you're an alien. And that's you know, yeah. that's what everybody wants. And that's what makes it even less innocent that you know by having these bright, luminous colours, you know who you are attracting. Yeah, because no adults are drinking blue things. Ad- no adult, only adults are drinking blue things are performing on Star Wars. It's like when, you know, when people go, hey, try Carly, extra cold. Because they think people are being like, oh, you know the problem with my beer? It's like, yes, it does get me drunk and provides a form of escapism from my existential crisis of being alive. But it's not cold enough. That's what the problem is. And they go, mm. oh, well, now it's extra cold. You're like, phew, guess I can go to work <laughs> on Monday in peace. It's the same, it's the same very dubious marketing tactic to make these yeah. brightly coloured different drinks. And also, I think it's also part of the same thing when Coca-Cola did a different coloured can to reflect the pride flag. Because at mm. the same time, I guess like that's what the LGB community was like. Was like we just need, we need for carbonated beverages to represent us. <laughs> yeah. That's the lack. Yeah. That's the problem. I can't drink mm. Coke unless it's Coke with a rainbow. I don't think anybody was doing <laughs> yeah. that. What well, somebody was Starburst, and they were doing a great job without Coca Cola getting involved. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm aware that someone will be out there listening going, actually, adults do drink blue things, uh, WKD blue. But if you're drinking WKD blue, you're not an adult. That's, that doesn't matter how old you are. Also, like, if you're an adult and you're drinking WKD blue, you have the right to do that. But we have the right to check your internet browsing history. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's going to be on there. And you know what's going to yeah. be on there. Because you're still drinking WKDs. Or if you ever drank WKDs as an adult, you were already you were going somewhere where there weren't other adults. I won't say any more about it, but you know what we mean, buddy. You know what we mean. Yeah, I think it's a very good choice, though. I think you're going to, although you'll think that you're getting some fruit and vitamins from it, like, basically, it's going to be overridden by all the sugar and crap in it. And, you know, you're going to have a blue tongue and it's just not a pleasant thing. I'm going to have a blue tongue and also I will put it in the fridge and come back and somebody would have drunk it. And uh, there's only one suspect and he's like, well, don't see how you can always accuse me. Because you live here is why, Boris. (laughs) Because you live in this fridge. <laughs> That's why. But um, um, yeah, yeah, I just think as, as a drink, I think it's it's just weird that people are still making these drinks now when, um, you know, Panda Pops covered that with Blue Raspberry many, many years ago. And, yeah, I, think, yeah. and I just think the idea of trying to reimagine this drink as being very posh and trying to give it some fake nutritional benefits is just really below the belt. And um, yeah. yeah, I feel like, you can't call yourself innocent where if someone drinks you for long enough, they have to have their leg amputated due to diabetes. <laughs> yeah, you make a very good point. It's a very good point. And uh, yeah, that and fucking macaroni cheese with lobster is just its just an absolute nightmare. It's too, so, extreme, it's, too, it's too extreme ends of the spectrum. And I think we've gone this way as a, a society where we introduced the concept of gourmet burger. A burger exists because people can't really afford the other cuts of meat. So a burger mm. by its nature is never really going to be gourmet. Because any time meat is mechanically recovered and smushed together to make a patty, then I don't think it's going to be gourmet of any kind. In the same way that, like, you know, I feel like a lot of us walk around with the misconception that ham comes from the same pig. When really Mm. ham is an abbreviation of the statement, how many motherfucking pigs went into making this piece of meat? (laughs) So we just need to grow up and in the year of 2020 have 2020 vision and be aware of what we're putting inside of ourselves. Um, you know, because you got your body's a temple. Yeah. Your body is a temple. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, now, Dane, fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of 2020, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? That's a good one. The song one 
the thing is, it's such a bad song. I'm not sure if the song came out this year, but um, oh yeah, it's called. It was a song called "Oh No" by Capone, mm. and uh, it's constantly and basically people use it for like TikTok scenarios that they set up. So people on TikTok will do like 45 second sitcoms, and they'd be like, mm. "The face you make when you open a door, and someone else is in the living room." Oh no! Oh no! 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 We get it. I get it. What is the point? And it's like watching 20 million plus people have the same idea. It just really makes me frown for humanity. <laughs> and that song is basically the song that kind of, that song is kind of the, um, it's a soundtrack for it. It's like, you know, if you like to go to on holiday, but you don't have imagination, then the song, um, what's that song called? Um, oh, Despacito, and they play this at every every all inclusive resort. We got Abalabalabalabito. It's just, um, yeah. So it's one of these songs which I think have been played to the point where it's almost like you know when I hear songs like that, it's like if I ever was extraordinarily renditioned by the CIA Mm. and taken to a black site. This is the song I'd hear in the background while they were sharpening like the torture implements. <laughs> and that's yeah. what that's what that song sounds like. Yeah, definitely. I think you don't want anything that's gonna remind you too much of the outside world in that sort of respect. It's gonna just sort of remind you of irritating stuff. At some point I can imagine one of them is gonna sort of go, Hey, oh my kids like this song. Look, can you do the dance? Look, I, I can do the dance. Look, my kids taught me. And you're like, Gwyneth, come on, man. I don't I don't care if Apple taught you the dance to um so you can already see thing. it, and then she's like, and the thing is, you have to read the, you have to listen to this song on another level. He's saying, "Oh no," but what he means is, "Oh no, no, no," and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh Gwyneth," and she's like, "Yeah, Apple taught me this, and you know, this is the way you're supposed." And I'm not doing TikToks on this island. I'm not doing TikToks on this island. Yeah, it's like you're on an island. It's your only form of music, but it also kind of has the effect of watching a load of uh, millennials get really excited about something you don't quite understand as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it's double barreled, you know, it's double edged. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be a a fucking nightmare either way. It's going to be tough. And also because the words are so simple, it becomes very catchy. And then people are repeating it all the time. And so you try and get it at your head. And when you go for your morning um, cleaning, you hear somebody else humming it. Then yeah. you go another part of the island and one of the captives from a rescue mission who's currently being tortured by Pretty, between screaming for his life, he's humming the song. So now you can't get it out of your head. And I was like, do I want to hear the torture screams or do I want to hear this stupid song? At this point, I can't even decide. Mm. You know? Then you're yeah. this close to ODing on a goop candle. And then Gwen is like, don't do it. I'll save you. So you almost are at the brink of death. She brings you back to death brings back to life with mouth to mouth and resuscitates you. And while she's doing it, she's like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Pushing your chest, you're like, oh, Gwyneth, I was almost in hell. And now I'm back here, which is much worse. Yeah, I think it's a very solid choice. What would your film choice be? My film choice would be, and it may be surprising, unpopular opinion, Mm. but I'm going to take a risk, it'd be the film Bad Boys for Life. Mm, Okay, yeah. Yeah, with Will Smith. Because, yeah. I don't know, Dan, I think I just got to a point in my life, at my age, where, to be honest, given all the social upheaval that has happened here and in the States, I actually think it's weird when I see rappers playing police officers. Because mm. <laughs> there's this weird yeah. conspiracy theory that it's, like, about the, effem- effem- uh, the effeminization of black men. Like, they say, when you're a black comic or, or actor, when for you to view a mainstream film... So you make yourself more palatable to larger white audiences or global audiences, they'll put you in a dress, they'll make you dress in drag or make you act camp. Now, there may be some validity to this conspiracy, but what I find more troubling is the fact that they try to legitimise the image of law enforcement using rappers as actors. Because Mm. Ice Cube told me when I was a kid to fuck the police. And then, Mm. now I'm an adult, he plays the police with Kevin Hart in Ride Along. Twice. Mm. Then he played a cop in 21 Jump Street. And then Ice-T had a song called Body Count about killing people, including the police. Then he played the police in Law and Order. I'm like, what? But I was telling everyone to fuck the police. What's happened here? And then the bad boys one is because they're bad boys and they constantly flout the codes of conduct within the police department and that seems to be okay. Have you seen the first bad boy film? 
Yeah, I've seen the first and the second one, I think. Yeah, yeah. you I remember, Dan. That film begins because Mike Lowry, played by Will Smith, is taking revenge for his lady love who was killed by Fouché, who was the Corsican drug dealer. But she was a sex worker. Are we yeah. not going to deal with the fact that there is a police officer in a sexual relationship with a sex worker in Florida where sex work is not legal and she's been shot and we're trying to use police resources for you to locate the killer of a prostitute. Does no one want to know why a fully grown man who drives a Porsche in Miami even wants to engage in law enforcement? Can't you do another job, Mike Lowry? You're not doing it for the money. Why don't you do some community outreach so these kids will end up on the streets but they've got to get roughed up by bad boys in the first place? I don't like Mike Lowry and I don't like what he stands for. I find him to use very excessive force and for little justification for it and even though it's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, now that I'm older, it sets a very weird precedent that you guys constantly use brutality and underhanded tactics to obtain results. But because it's Will Smith, we all go, ha, 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 that's okay. And that's why I'm like, mm. I don't like bad boys for life. Also, I'm almost 40. So how fucking old is Will Smith to still be being called a boy? You're too old yeah. to be being called a boy. Like yeah, the first I, bad boys I, came out when I was in, I was in secondary school when that came out. I was in high school when Bad Boys 1 came out. It's almost 20 years later and you're still being a police officer. Why haven't you been promoted like Mike Lowry? Yeah, that's a very good point. I also think there's something about sequels where you're like, there's such big gaps with the Bad Boys films that I don't think anyone was really asking for another one. Do you know what I mean? Like Nobody like... was. And nobody was asking for any more positive portrayals about law enforcement before we deal with the issues of law enforcement. So I was like, yeah, nah, 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 nah. And then Martin Lawrence was put on so much weight, which is fine. Body positivity all day and you're a grown man. But you are no longer a bad boy. If you can't climb (laughs) up a flight of stairs, you're not a bad boy anymore. There is no reason for Mm. Mike Lowry to still be driving around in a Porsche, beating up people for selling weed in Miami. Miami Also, Miami is a city that was built on drug dealing. So what Mm. these guys are doing, I do not know. You know, they were doing all that stuff in Miami. They fucking missed Jeffrey Epstein. How about that for bad boys for life? (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think I, I sort of went off the franchise i remember watching the second one and there's a bit where in order to catch a handful of bad people they drive a hummer through a favela in brazil just like exactly. you know, they're sort of built around like a hill and they just drive down the hill just through all these kind of little favelas and these like corrugated iron shacks and it's like well you almost got the bad guys so and it just feels like such a metaphor for American foreign policy, you know. Exactly, and and, and, and and normalizing it, because that's the thing with Michael Bay films. Every time an American walks away from them, you'll walk away with a justification for your military-industrial complex. Independence Day, they killed the aliens with a nuke, which means Americans will go, mm. damn, good good job, we still got them nukes. Or Transformers, mm. the Decepticons are beating the first film using a nuke. So you walk away being like, good job, we had them nukes. Then you watch Pearl Harbor, and you're like, I can't believe they killed everybody at Pearl Harbor. Them guys deserve a nuke. Yeah, That's what happened after Pearl Harbor. So, you know, it's you watch Bad Boys, and again, it's kind of like, oh, these are just two beat officers from the city of Miami. Now they're in a completely different country, subverting international policy and destroying the homes of people in favelas to catch one criminal who is also not from this country. And you're telling me that none of them interacted with anybody from Interpol? If you are doing this, Mike Lowry, still, you mean, so you both participated in international narcotics operations and you still have to do be a beat cop. Get another job. Be a private, work in private yeah. security then. Why are you still working yeah. in Miami? Yeah, because if he's still never been promoted, as you say, it's a good point. It's either because, like, he's not very good at his job or just that he's got such a weird fixation for sort of going out and beating people up that, you know, he probably Fucking shouldn't be on... If you are rich enough to live in Miami and buy and drive a Porsche. He had a different Porsche in the new one, so you've been able mm. to buy two Porsches over the course of 20 years, Mike Lowry. Now, personally, if someone's working in narcotics and they are driving a Porsche to a police station, why is Internal Affairs not investigating them? That would be a great yeah. premise for bad boys if they're like the real bad boys are the members of law enforcement that are using money, monetary gain for their own corruption. I'd watch that shit with Will Smith in it. Well, maybe not Will Smith. Maybe Michael B. Jordan. But like, yeah. Will Smith is almost 50 and he's a Scientologist. You're not a bad boy anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've like got to hand back your membership. You have to hand to back your membership. Club. You're not a bad boy anymore. You can't yeah. be a bad boy anymore. Like you turned down the Matrix to do Wild Wild West. 
Like your bad boy status has been go- has gone. Like I would watch a, a Wild Wild West too, long before I'd watch a Bad Boys Forever, like mm. or Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, yeah. It did seem like the film that nobody was asking for, and it was just. Is I wouldn't be surprised if it was the idea of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and they were just having dinner one night, and they were like, "Ah, oh, you know, when we were young, that was good, wasn't it? You know, like Bad Boy. Oh, I loved us in Bad Boys. We were great." And they're like, "You know." People love old shit rework that no one asked for. I think the last days. four years with Trump's election has been responsible for that resurgence of nostalgia for all these old, like, strong men and kind of right wing focused films. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they just did another Creed and Sylvester Stallone was in that. They did, there was a that new Expendables movie. So I think the last four years is about scraping the 80s and 90s barrel for old icons. Yeah. And, like, you're seeing, like, you know, in that second Creed film. Like Dolph Lundgren is back in the film playing the mm. father of the young kid. I'm like, are you still encouraging our children to be punched in the face, Dolph Lundgren? But all right, fine. And then it's like, how's your life been since you was boxing, Dolph Lundgren? Oh, it's gone to shit. And it's just my child is anything I have in my life. And his mother is a member of the uh, Russian Federation government. And she despises me. And him too. And then they, and that's the real humanity of the film. I'm like, we've scraped the barrel enough. Like we've had yeah. a new Bad Boys film a new Rocky film, like, they did, they're still doing Mission Impossible. Like, oh, yeah. Ethan Hunt, how are you still... I watched the last Mission Impossible film and Tom Cruise got hit by a motorcycle and then he got up and dusted off his jacket and kept it moving. And I'm like, that is outrageous at this particular point. But I think now that these films... And I think because these films uh, have seen the success of uh, the Marvel movie franchise, I think yeah. everyone's trying to revive all of these kind of, like, uh, hero kind of genres and the kind of ramping it all up but I feel like mm. yeah that was like you said that's a film that nobody asked for like at this yeah. point in time we don't have a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit and no. we don't even know who's going to be the next Black Panther and you know I mean no one really asked for Matrix but there's so many things that we could be making sequels from we mm. do not need another Bad Boys for Life and I think they've and expanded I, it now and made it so like there's going to be like a Bad Boys team which includes women which again does not really lend to the title. And I just feel like, why don't we uh, have more conversations about, you know, like I said, for me, I just found it very strange that you have all of these rappers playing police officers. Because there's a lot of rappers that, like Method Man from Wu-Tang has been a police officer. In fact, Ice-T was also one in uh, New Jack City as yeah, well. Yeah, Ice-T was one in New Jack City as well. So even yeah. that's weird. So that... And then I yeah, think even yeah. Tupac played a cop in Gridlocked with Tim Roth. Yeah, so it's all fun. And I, I think as well, like even though I think the original Bad Boys movie wasn't a great place to start from, at least you'd have sort of nostalgia. Like, you know, I remember like saying, you know, it came out when I was at school. I remember watching it on video with my mates too, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. at least there'd be a little bit of like, oh, yeah, I know, I know the catchphrases. You know, I know how it all goes. Whereas if you're just watching this shit rehash 20 years later where they're clearly past it, it's just going to great. It's like it's too close to the thing that might offer you some sort of salvation. Exactly. And also enjoyable. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are probably older than me by 10 years and I look up to them. So I, when I sit them both, watch them both sitting down in this film with not yeah. one grey hair, I'm like, well, that's not true, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's why you can't exactly. be bad boys because you're, 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 you're getting old and there's nothing wrong with getting old, but you should be in more executive positions within, within the canon of the show. You know, yeah. imagine if you saw Darth Vader in The Mandalorian, old, like the same dude that played Darth Vader being like, like he's too old to fight now. <laughs> like Palpatine in Star Wars, he don't get up. He does all of mm. his dark side sitting down. He can't stand up. Mm. He's too old. Yeah. But you've got Martin Lawrence ducking stray bullets and sliding across bonnets into Porsches and stuff. It's too much. Yeah. I, they, I bet they probably found it too much at the time when they were filming it as well. But, um, you know, if that means they can sit on their asses for 20 years, then, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Get, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I, no one wants a Beverly Hills Cop 4 or 5. Please. Mm. We don't yeah. need that. Yeah, oh Christ, that's got to be that's got to be revisited at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, all right. Now, Dane, finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it, and why? It would have to be the uh, murder hornet of earlier twenty twenty. Oh yeah, I forgot about the murder hornet. Yeah, I mean, it's not enough that they're murder hornets, but they directly touch. Like, it's not enough that bees have enough problems with their numbers being reduced. And, you know, thereby potentially devastating our food chain. But now their brethren from the similar phylum and class, taxonomically speaking, the murder hornet, are killing bees as well and cutting off their heads. Mm. 
Yeah. And I love the the thing with Murder Hornet. It seems like a really like basic way of like upping the killer bee. You know, so someone's going Exactly. Yeah, so it's it's not a killer bee, it's bigger, it's like a murder hornet and then someone's just gone yeah that's what we're oh, calling that's it what, that's yeah, exactly what's happened we're not going to workshop this a bit more or... someone's going to be like oh yeah oh yeah well in 2021 it's going to be genocide wasps yeah exactly yeah, yeah people just keep trying to like level it up and it's like why can't they be killer hornets because they've got killer bees and maybe that's what happened and this is what happened maybe the killer bees started like attacking regular hornets and colonized mm. their spaces and then started having sex with them you know like because of habitat destruction Grizzly bears and polar bears are now into are mixing. Really? So you wow. now get growler bears or grizzler bears. Whichever sounds more dangerous. I like that one. <laughs> so like there's more now you've got grizzler bears. And I feel grizzler mm. sounds real scary. Mm. People kinda of be like, oh my days, it sounds like a grizzler bear, and then be horribly, horribly surprised when they're <laughs> devoured by a grizzler bear. But mm. um I think yeah, murder hornets is excessive because it kind of suggests as if they're doing premeditated murder. So are they like mm. in a beehive? with a very small organogram being like, this is the one that controls the honey. Here, he's in charge of all of the northern nests. Whereas this, and do they actually plan the murders? So it's like, yeah. you know, sniping each other and being like, Bzz, and just doing a whole campaign. Or is it some kind of ritualistic murder thing? But I just think murder hornet sounds terrible. I feel like they're very full of themselves, you know, mm. because normally people go for killer. There's killer whale, killer bee. You don't mm. get murder hornets. Animals no. don't murder. Like, murder is the idea of you having to take another life out of malice or with malicious intent or for some kind of gain. Like, yeah. murder hornets, who would you need to murder? Who's offended you? I feel like if you're going to declare an ideology of that nature where you just be murdering everything, I want to know why. You can't just chop and start murdering people, hornets. What did we take from you? Now, I know, don't get me wrong, humans take shit from everyone, but I don't recall coming to you for your honey. So what's the problem, yeah. murder hornets? You can't just show up and start killing people indiscriminately. That's our species job. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I think, I don't know, it's, it's so, also it feels like the wrong time for like a new, like any other year, that would be the thing. You'd be like, oh yeah, looking back at 2020, fucking the murder hornets. You right. know, it's like 2014, like there was the horse meat in the lasagna. That was the thing that happened, you know, but 2020, it's like, I just think they're stupid because they missed the, you know, in terms of PR, it's the wrong time, time. the wrong time in the cycle. It's like, no, 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 we've got a pandemic. We haven't got time for a fucking murder hornet as well. However, you've branded yourself. Wrong time, wrong time, especially because, you know, they kind of, like you said, they kind of pushed in between plagues. You know, I feel like they've gone for biblical, but it's like, there's no point in showing up in between hurricanes and wildfires mm. we can't we can't work it out yeah. now would have been good time now see me personally if i saw murder hornets at winter then i know you're about business because the yeah. days are shorter it's after the solstice there's no reason for you to be out here other than committing murder mm. but yeah, they were like true. we're gonna be there during spring it's like well it sounds like you're just kind of attention seeking hornets rather than murder hornets yeah yeah it's a, i think like they're more like a sort of equivalent of like a, a gang of kids that hangs around your street than an actual mafia. Like, you know what I mean? They're all talk, but it's, there's no longevity to it. So. Not at all. Also, yeah. being out here being like, we be killing, we killing. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but there's a single cell organism going by the name COVID-19 that's doing this much better than you are, guys. Because who the fuck are you? Yeah, I can swat a murder hornet. I, I can swat a murder hornet. I can spray a murder hornet. The difference is, if you spray bleach on a murder hornet, it will die. Yeah. If you oh, inject a think... murder hornet with bleach or expose it to ultraviolet light, that would probably work. Mm. And then Donald Trump would have been correct. But it doesn't work with COVID. So I just think murder hornets, I think it was just a big... F- like, murder hornets for me, like, you know, it was. it's, like a, it's one of these things that have been misnamed... You know, like grapefruit or anteater. Mm. Like, there's somebody like Boris Johnson who very clearly was on work experience on that day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And also, just them, like, filling the island as well is just unbearable. So, like, dealing with that, you don't know if Pretty Patel has manufactured it in her lab or, like... And Gwyneth Paltrow is probably going to say, oh, no, but if you get the venom and you put it in your lips, it really plumps them up nicely. And it's just like... When the truth is, we all you know, know the only thing that repels murder hornets are Gwyneth's candles. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dane? I think that's a fitting time to end because I think you've, you've filled this island with... I mean, it's, it's good that it's an end-of-year one because I think this might be the worst collection of people and things that we've had this year as well. So uh, I feel that maybe we can... Now we've purged that from our system, we've got a vague 
shot at getting 2021 right. So thank you very much for that, Dane, and uh, thank you for coming on again My and uh, and revisiting the, the the podcast. And um and where's best for people to keep up to date with everything that you're doing at the minute, Dane? Cool. Thank you very much, Dan. I uh, appreciate it. And. Uh... My sacrifice saves the world from these plagues. Uh, if people want to find more about my ideas and enjoy what they've heard, they can find me on my podcast, which is Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, which is available on uh, iTunes, Acast, and Spotify. Uh, also, I have my own YouTube channel to check out uh, clips and content on. Oh, and I have a special on Prime, Amazon Prime, uh, which is called uh, Discussions About Nothing and Everything. And I will be having a new pilot on the BBC Three and BBC One next year, which is called Bamus. So uh, if you go to DaneBaptiste.co.uk, you can find all the info there. Brilliant. Nice one. Loads to catch up on. That's wicked. All right, Dane. Well, thank you very much. And I hope you have a dick-free 2021. Uh, Same for you, Dan. Thank you very much. (laughs)